You know, every now and then, there are verses in Scripture that just speak to you. 
And then there are other verses of Scripture that you might read over and over again, and you just kind of pass them by, and you don't really connect with them until something is going on in your life, and then you read that verse and you go, oh, <laughs> you know, it makes a connection. And that's, that's kind of the way it is with this verse today. Um, there's a verse in Psalm 90, 12 that says, Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And, and I've read that verse a bunch of times. Never gave it a whole lot of thought. Um, until recently, I've, it seems like a number of the funerals I've been asked to do are for people about my age or younger than me. And it made me realize that uh, as I look at my life, there's more in the rearview mirror than in the front windshield. And um, got me contemplating my mortality. How's that? And... Um, so I came across this verse about numbering our days. And, and my first thought was a simple one. The Lord wants us to number our days because our days are numbered. <laughs> uh, no one gets out of life alive. Um, and it made me realize that there are two ways to go with that thought. You can get kind of discouraged and depressed about it. Or you could allow it to help you see just how precious and valuable life is. And how each moment of every day is meant to be lived. As if it might be the last one we have. Uh, have you seen those countdown clocks that they have? You know, I'm sure some places now for the Super Bowl they have a countdown clock that tells you the days, the minute, or the hours, the minutes till it happens. Well, I got to thinking, what if each and every one of us was born with a countdown clock? That when, when, when the doctor delivered you, there was a tiny little countdown clock that came with each person. And the first thing he did was reach up and hit the button. And go, oh look, this baby's got 84 years, 37 days, and 16 hours to go. Would we like that? Um, or would we find ourselves so fixated on that clock that we would miss out on much in this life? You know, David reached a point in his life, he was having some discouragement and despair in his life, and in Psalm 39, he, he asked God for a countdown clock. He said, show me life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. He's basically saying, Lord, let me know how much longer I got. But then in Psalm 31, he writes, But I trust in you, Lord. I say you are my God. My times are in your hands. See, through all of his contemplation of his mortality, David came to the point where he said, The only real meaning and purpose that I have in life is through my relationship with the Lord. That is what matters. That is what sustains me. That is what makes my days worth numbering. A 
Another thing that, that brought this topic to my attention is the fact that today is Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Uh, we support a ministry over in Anderson, and they also have a branch in Muncie called First Choice for Women. And it's a Christian ministry that's to help women who become pregnant and they're unsure about having the baby. They're contemplating uh, abortion. They, they want some counsel. They want um, an ultrasound to see the child. Um, and, and this ministry just surrounds them with love and with support and encourages them to allow the baby to be born, and then to make a choice from there what to do. Um, and they ask all their partner churches to make mention of that today, to lift up the sanctity of human life. And, and I'm glad to do that. Um, I honestly feel that abortion is one of the greatest sins of our time. Um, millions of lives have been lost because they were not wanted. And the tragedy of it is not only that it's the loss of life, but it's the loss of human potential. I believe that one reason we're not curing cancer today is because we've aborted the babies who were going to grow up to be the doctors and the scientists who would have found the cure. One reason we have so many issues, uh, what about political leaders? Some of our greatest political leaders, our government leaders, have never lived We've thrown away all that potential because we've sacrificed their lives. Life is precious. It was created by God for God and we dare not take it. When we were over in the, uh, for the second service in the, in the uh, big room, um, while Sue was up singing, I sat at our place at the table and she had a donut sitting there. And I missed my donut. I didn't have time to get a donut. I wanted that donut. But did I eat Sue's donut? How many of you think I ate Sue's donut? <laughs> oh, oh ye of little faith. What is wrong with you people? Of course I did not eat her donut. Now if it had chocolate on it, all bets are off. But it was kind of a plain cake, donut. But I didn't eat it, not because I didn't want it, but because it wasn't mine. And I knew if I were to ask, she would share her donut with me, but she wasn't where I could ask her, and I wasn't going to eat her donut because it was not mine to eat. And I think the same way about life. Human life is not mine to take. It, it was created by God for God's purpose and he alone has that right to decide who lives and who dies. Numbering our days means that life is precious. Numbering our days also means that we should learn to live between the lines. When I was a kid learning to write, the teacher would give me this paper with these big lines on it and would say, now put your letters between the lines. And I thought that bigger was better, so if I could put one word on the whole piece of paper, why not? So I would take a bunch of lines for my letters. But no, she wanted me to learn to contain my letters 
within two lines. And that's good advice for life as well. One line is success. Things are going well. Things are going right. You're winning at life. You're accomplishing what you want to do. Things are good. Another line is failure. Discouragement, disappointment. Things aren't going well. Murphy's Law has kicked into your life. You know, anything that can go wrong will, and at the worst possible moment. And by saying we should learn to live between the lines, I'm saying don't let your life be defined by either your successes or your failures. Because the truth is, we all live somewhere in between. Sometimes we're on this line, sometimes we're on this one. Most of the time, we're somewhere in the middle. People who define their life by their success, they get very self-reliant, they get very self-centered, they get very prideful. Uh, I did this, uh, I accomplished this, look how good my life is, and it becomes all revolved around them. And we don't want to do that. People who define their life by failure say, what's the point? Why should I even try anymore? I'm just going to mess it up again. And God doesn't want us to live our life either way, by our successes or by our failures, but to realize that both make up our lives. We should commit our successes to God and say, use these for your purpose. And we should commit our failures to God and say, help me overcome them by your grace. Numbering our days means learning not to sweat the big stuff. (laughs) You ever heard the phrase, don't sweat the small stuff? Don't let the little things in life that happen, the circumstances that come along every day throw you off? Well, the Bible says we shouldn't sweat the big stuff either. Because our God is bigger than the big stuff. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in me than he that is in this world. And all the stuff that happens in my life is of this world. Moses told God, I can't go to Pharaoh and free your people. He's too big. He's the most powerful man on the planet. You want me to stand in front of him and say, let my people go? And he began to make all kinds of excuses. And in the end, God said, you can go, you will go, and you will deliver my people because I'm going with you. And Moses went, and he walked out of there with a gazillion Israelites following him. They told David, you can't face Goliath. He's a giant in heavy armor with big weapons. You're a scrawny shepherd kid. (laughs) Can't do it. You'll get killed. David said, but I'm not going as David, the scrawny shepherd boy. I'm going as David, the child of God. And the God of Israel will fight this battle, and the God of Israel will win this battle. I'm just the one that's going to go out there for him. And he went out and faced Goliath, and when the dust cleared, Goliath is laying dead on the ground, David standing with his sling in his hand. So why do we sweat the big stuff? Heart failure? No. Cancer? No. Financial problems, relationship issues, whatever it is that, that is, is the big stuff in your life right now, don't sweat it. 
Don't allow yourself to become anxious and fearful about it. Instead, commit it unto God. Because God is bigger than your big stuff. Another thing numbering our days means is that we should pray more. We should connect with God more through prayer. And here's why. One of the greatest inventions of our time is the DVR. How many of you use a DVR? Digital video recorder. Very good. The rest of you, why don't you? It's a wonderful device. I'm sitting there watching my TV program and nature calls. I don't have to say, okay, I gotta wait for a commercial. I don't wanna miss anything. No, you hit that pause button, you go do what you have to do, maybe grab a snack on the way back. Or donut. <laughs> Sue's donut. Or I'm watching a TV show and the phone rings and oh, I really should take this. Pause, go take the phone call, come back, hit play, picks my program right up where it was. And, and I got to thinking about, wouldn't it be great if life came with a pause button? We don't want a countdown clock. We've already established that, I think. But I would love to have a pause button. Boy, that phone rings and I get some unexpected news, something I, I don't know exactly how to respond to or what to deal with. Boom, pause. Chance to step back and figure it out. And then, boom, okay, now I can respond. Well, we have that. We have a pause button and it's called prayer. Prayer allows me, when something is going on in my life, to say, wait a minute, I need to pause. Boom. And what I do is I take my thoughts away from the problem and I turn them upward to God. I commit it unto Him. I take the big stuff and I say, this is now your stuff. And I know you are bigger. And here's what happens. If I just react or respond to what's going on in my life, I tend to do it badly. I tend to say the wrong thing, to think the wrong thing, to do the wrong thing. And then I create a mess that I have to fix. Instead, what if I were to hit that pause button and I take it to the Lord? Then what I think and what I say and what I do comes out different. It's a response that helps. It's a reaction that improves the situation rather than makes it worse. We can number our days by learning that each day we can hit that pause button and take it to the Lord in prayer. And finally, numbering our days means living each day on purpose. It's been wisely said that if you aim at nothing, you will hit it every time. <laughs> I remember when I was a child, I had my bow and arrow. I had some straw bales piled up and my little target on the straw bales, and I was learning to shoot. I was about 10. And I cut loose with an arrow, and I missed the whole thing and stuck it in my dad's storage shed. And you can hear the voice say, what you shooting at, son? 
I'm shooting at your storage shed. What do you mean, what am I shooting at? <laughs> you know, my philosophy was whatever I hit, that's exactly where I was aiming. <laughs> and, and you know, that's the way life is. If you aim at nothing, you, you accomplish nothing. You, you do nothing of any value or significance. And that's not how God wants us to live. He wants us to live our lives on purpose. He wants us to realize that each and every day is important because it's another day that the Lord has made and it's a day he intends for us to live it for him. In Psalm 139, David said, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. We just ordained Greg into the ministry. We set him aside to do God's work and God's will in this church. Well, God has ordained your days. Did you catch that? He has set each and every day of your life aside and said, this day is important. This day is important. This day is important. Because I can work through this life to accomplish my will this day. And if we were to wake up every morning and say, Lord, what are we going to do today? What do you want to do through me today? What a difference that would make. You know, as we had our, our, our celebration for uh, Dolores yesterday, and I knew what I was preaching about this morning, I couldn't help but think this was a woman who understood that life has purpose, that it has meaning, it has significance. And she lived 91 years on purpose, making a difference that will be long remembered in her life, in the life of her family, in the life of her church. That's what I want. I want my life to matter because I recognize that I each day mattered. And I number my days by committing each and every day to the Lord. I want to close with this. A friend of mine that I have breakfast with on Tuesday mornings read me a quote off his phone. And I said, you got to send that to me. That preaches. <laughs> and he did. Man sacrifices his health in order to make money. Then he sacrifices his money to recuperate his health. And then he is so anxious about the future that he does not enjoy the present. The result being that he does not live in the present or the future. He lives as if he is never going to die and then dies having never really lived. That speaks to me. And I hope it speaks to you. Because the second part of that verse that I haven't mentioned up to now says, Lord, teach us to number our days so that we may gain a heart of wisdom. And the wisdom that we are to gain is to understand that life is precious because God created it. And it belongs to him. That each and every day we need to live our lives between the lines of success and failure, not allowing either one to define us. 
Life is precious because we don't sweat the big stuff. We commit it unto God who is bigger than our big stuff. Numbering our days, that means we hit the pause button early and often, turning to Him in prayer before we react to what's happening around us. And we number our days by living each and every one of them on purpose and with meaning. Not because of who we are, but because of who He is and the relationship He offers us through His Son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. God, we are grateful. Not only that you created us and that you gave us the days that we have, but that we can learn to number those days and live them according to your will and purpose. Lord, I thank you that you love us so much that you sent Jesus Christ so that we can have a relationship with you and that can add meaning to our days. And I pray that every day we would live as if it might be the last day of our lives. That we would live each day on purpose, not our purpose, but yours. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The first realization a person should come to when they number their days is to realize I need Christ in my life. I don't want to live another day without Jesus Christ in my life, in my heart, without His Spirit guiding me and helping me. And if you're here this morning and have been living your days up till now without Jesus, don't live another day like that. This is your opportunity to receive him as your Lord and Savior. During this time of invitation, I invite you to come. I would love to pray with you. I would love to lead you in a simple statement of faith that says, I believe in Jesus. To arrange for your baptism. To help you enter into that life that's filled with meaning and purpose because Christ is in it. I invite you to come as we stand together. We're going to sing hymn number 466. Savior still